Welcome to this episode of Courier Conversations. Now here's your hosts, Jeff Robinson and Todd Deaton. Well, welcome again to Career Conversations. And uh, I'm Jeff Robinson, the host uh, of uh, Career Conversations, president and editor-in-chief at the Baptist Career for my first month. And with me for the second straight uh, episode is a dear longtime friend, and we were just reminiscing about how old we've gotten and how many, how much water has gone under the bridge since Josh Powell, pastor at First Baptist Church of Taylor, South Carolina, for two years now, uh, is joining me this afternoon. And Josh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, how are things at First Baptist Church of Taylor's? Yeah, well, first of all, welcome to the state, Jeff. Glad Thank to have you. you here working with the Courier and with the team here. Great team, an important paper, history, life of our our state convention, and I'm excited about its future with you at the leadership. Uh, First Baptist Taylor's is doing really well. I mean, we're we keep chugging along, and you know, every you're you're in that constant grind of Sunday after Sunday. But God is truly blessing. We're seeing a lot of good and faithful growth in many different areas in many different ways. But m- more than anything else, we're seeing our people really. Really love the Lord, love His Word, and and seek to uh, be a light for Him in Greenville. That's our desire. So, God is blessing. That's great to hear. Well, Josh and I go back 22, 23 years uh, to our days at Southern Seminary together. Both of us are Southern Seminary alumnus. Uh, Josh, of course, is the past the past president 2020 of 2020, the South Carolina right. Baptist Convention. He's here in his home state. He is a Gamecock, and I'm a Bulldog, as you know. We had Nathan Finn last time. He was another Bulldog, a guy you know fairly well. Sure, sure. And so we won't go into that. We do always have to mention that. But uh, uh, he also serves as a member of the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention currently and is... Are you still on the executive committee? No? I am not on the executive committee. I'm on the board of trustees, board of trustees. Okay. for Southern so, Seminary. Okay, but you are the chairman of the board of trustees yes, yes. at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. So uh, it's good to, good to have you today, a South Carolina boy, if I've ever met one. In fact, <laughs> I think of South Carolina football and South Carolina, I always thought of you over the years, Josh, well, you and your family. I think that's a compliment. I, I think, think that think, is definitely a compliment, uh, Josh and uh, Allison. I have four children, and uh, he's a graduate of North Greenville University as well. So, Josh, we're here to talk today about Easter. Uh, That's coming up in just a few days here, uh, the the holiday that everyone knows about. We hope people think of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, I'm afraid they think of the Easter money more than they do the uh, what that's really all about. But let's talk about what it's really all about. Well, tell me just fundamentally to start with here, what are you doing uh, for Good Friday and Easter at First Baptist Church Taylor's? Yeah, we really see the week together. So we starting on Palm Sunday, focusing in. We start uh, that evening. We have a special night of worship at our church that focuses in our hearts and really just kind of thinking through what this week means, pointing us towards the cross. Um, on Good Friday, we'll have a noon service, Good Friday service, and really well attended. That was something Taylor was doing before I got there. That I, I uh, you know, thought about what. Do we keep this going? Do we not? But the last two years, the Lord has really blessed that service, a time that we gather together at lunchtime, less than an hour. And um, we consider the cross, think about what Christ has done, and we look to the Lord's Supper. We take the Lord's Supper together as the church. And then, of course, on Sunday, it's really um, a similar Sunday to most of the time, other than we have a big crowd and we have people dressed up a little more. Uh, My people like this, especially my older people, because I wear a tie on Easter Sunday. It's the only one I give them a tie for. What a sacrifice. And uh, usually I wear a tie (laughs) and no socks just to show some rebellion. (laughs) Got to balance things out. Um, But uh, I will, but we'll have three services on Sunday morning and 
and uh, just really look forward to worshiping. And we'll, of course, uh, from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday, really focusing in on the cross and the resurrection. Well, I knew the things at FBC Taylor's will be gospel-centered, so that that's we'll be praying for that. But uh, uh, that that that's exciting. Well, what would you encourage local pastors to do with this week? I mean, different churches do different things. I've heard pastors say, "I've been a pastor for myself 14 years and did different things." Uh, you know, we just sometimes continue our exposition if we were in Galatians or whatever, and, and not deviate. And then other times we would celebrate the whole week. What what would you encourage uh, pastors to do to take advantage of a, a time when really? The world is encouraged to think about what Easter and Good Friday and the cross of Christ and his claims and all those things mean. You know, Jeff, I've been, I've been wrestling this week with the, the resurrection itself in the sense that uh, the importance of the resurrection for us, and really the importance is seen in places we don't recognize quite often. Uh, it's at the heart of everything we do. In fact, the very reason we gather together on Sunday morning every single week is because of the resurrection. So for us as believers, every Sunday is a celebration of the fact that Jesus Christ rose again. I mean, that's why the, the, the Sabbath, of the, the Jewish Sabbath was on the seventh day. Of course, the Lord's Day is on the first day in celebration of the fact that that's the day that Jesus rose again. So every week we gather together as a celebration of the resurrection. I do think we need to remember that. And then, of course, Easter, though, is a time that we can really focus in on what it means. Because I, I, I think the resurrection, and I believe scripturally speaking, the resurrection is the linchpin of our salvation. Um, you, you, you walk through the Romans road and it, it speaks of, you know, we're dead in our trespasses and sins for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So how do we receive that? You Romans 10, nine, you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. All of the gospel message comes down to whether or not Jesus Christ is alive. And so if he's alive, then everything he ever said was true. Everything he ever did demonstrated the power of God. If he's alive, then he truly is Lord and King of the universe. And so it all comes down to that. If he's not alive, as Paul would say, and I think you might point that out in a minute, 1 Corinthians 15, then we're then this is foolish. You know, this is not something you do for a dead Savior. This is something that only we do because Jesus Christ is alive. I think Easter is a great time to remind our people of that. And especially in our day and culture and life, to point them to the hope we have because of the resurrection. Jesus is making everything that was wrong right again. Um, he's making all things new. And man, if you just look at the news in the recent days in our life and what we see around us, my goodness, how badly do we long for everything that is wrong to be made right? And and while we can say with the New Testament. Uh, there at the end of Revelation, you know, come Lord Jesus, Maranatha. At the while we still say that, we can also say until He comes, He is alive, and that brings all the hope we have. So what a time for us to really bring the hope that our people need, our community needs, um, that all of those around us need that hope that the resurrection itself can bring. And I, I just say take advantage. In your context, in your place, whatever that means for your church, take advantage of that opportunity to proclaim the hope of the resurrection to them. The Lord Jesus is making everything new again. Amen. Courier Tours is planning trips for 2023. We're heading to the Ark Experience and Creation Museum, June 19th and 20th. Come travel with the Courier. 
For more details about the ARC trip or to sign up to receive notifications about other upcoming trips, check out our website at baptistcourier.com. Well, you know, I think it was David Hume, the famous British philosopher uh, from, from, from a long time ago, who said that if you undermine the resurrection, then you've undermined Christianity. Sure, sure. And Paul, I mean, you, you just mentioned 1 Corinthians 15. Just read a, a, a bit of this. Paul goes through this whole litany of things, like if Christ be not raised, he said, then those who, who also have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have in this life only, hope in this life only, we are all people must be pitied. And, and, I mean, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, if we remove the resurrection of Jesus Christ, if we can disprove that somehow, then Christianity is overturned. So, so how important is it that we, in our gospel presentations, we don't just talk about, we certainly talk about the substitutionary atonement of our Lord Jesus Christ, but also the resurrection. We don't sort of inadvertently leave him on the cross. No, that's, that's exactly right. And, and you know, I, I think it's interesting because in that, you know, Paul says at one point, um, we preach nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Right. But then he says in 1 Corinthians 15, he says that if Christ is still dead, then our preaching is in vain. And so the, the cross and the crucifixion is nothing if Christ Jesus wasn't raised. And so for us to leave that hope out of the gospel um, is the height of foolishness, Paul says. Um, so, so for us, our preaching is in vain. We're still lost in our sins. I mean, all of those things Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 goes back to the cross. So this, this event of this weekend, Good Friday and Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, this event is a package deal. And I truly believe that we oftentimes lose sight of that. You know, many traditions have done that. Many traditions have focused on the passion of Christ and and uh, just just speaking, we remember even even those movies. You know, you deal with that whole scene of the cross going up to it, and then the end of it is just a little blip of of uh, the Passion of the Christ. What I'm thinking of, Mel Gibson. Yeah. The end of it is just a little blip of a silhouette of Jesus and some beating drums. Right. That's all they give to the resurrection. That's it. And that's not what Paul says there. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not trying to just belittle a movie or a tradition. I'm just simply trying to say like. We know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And the preaching of the cross and the forgiveness of sins in that is foolishness if there's no resurrection. And so those two things must go together. And, man, I, I truly believe that even now in our culture, time, and place, we recognize that all the more because what we have to offer is hope, that death does not have the final say. The world is not going to pass away and fade away into nothing. God will make all things new, and those two things are what we give. And I feel like sometimes uh, people, of course, we do not leave out the substitutionary atonement of our Savior dying for our sins by no means. But we also recognize that if we don't preach the resurrection, then that's in vain if there's, if there's no resurrection. And so uh, sometimes we can sometimes we can inadvertently in our own preaching in our own presentation make it in vain by not saying Jesus Christ is alive now. So I feel like it's it's, it's a it's a important piece. And again, this season reminds us again of it to bring us back to that to that promise, that hope. That's right. And and I'm sure you've heard this excuse before when you share the gospel. With people people say, well, I just want a practical religion. Uh, and what is more practical than the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ? I mean, what's in the news today as we record this uh, today on what is it, March the 28th? 
uh, just yesterday, just a little over 24 hours ago, one of the uh, great tragedies of, of recent weeks, the school shooting up in Nashville at Covenant, uh, Covenant Church. I actually have some friends who are connected to that school and that church. And it's, it's, it's tragic. And if, that, if, if, if human depravity and human sinfulness and murder and death wins, then it is tragic. But the hope we have in this gospel that we, that we uh, articulate at Easter... That's on right. Good Friday and Easter Sunday is an immensely practical for those people, isn't it? Giving them the hope. And, of course, they know that. I mean, again, That's I right. know uh, churches, uh, there's a church in Birmingham I was involved with uh, that, uh, that helped, I think, plant the church there. And so I, I know what they believe and what they teach. They teach the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it's immensely practical. Mm-hmm. And, and on that note, as we kind of wrap up here, how, how would you encourage other pastors to be encouraging their people? to be sharing the hope of Jesus Christ during this season, especially with all these things in the news. But every year when this uh, Easter uh, Sunday is on uh, people's mind internationally. Sure. No, I, again, I think it's important that we uh, understand the, the full gravity and weight of the importance of the resurrection in our own life. As a pastor, Paul's words there that, this everything you do as a church is foolishness if Jesus isn't alive. Right. You know, a few years ago they found an osiery box that they thought this could be Jesus's bones. You know, the osiery box they'd place them in a tomb. They needed space for burial, so when the bodies decay, they would take those bones and put them in a box and and put them up. And this would be this. And they thought this could be Jesus's bones. And and the question was asked: If it's proven that those are Jesus's bones. Then, then would you still remain a Christian because it's good, faithful teaching and good, healthy life and those kind of things? Well, the answer to that is absolutely not. I mean, that's what Paul's saying. That's right. That's right. Like, if, if, if we can prove Jesus is dead, then eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you die. It's we useless. Are of all men you are still lost in your sins. You are still mm-hmm. under God's judgment, and there's no hope or way out. And so ultimately for us, the hope and the way out we have is through the cross and the resurrection of Christ. And just like this school shooting, we say, the first thing that came to my head is, come, Lord Jesus, Amen. in this, right. do it. And if he does tarry in his own great wisdom and sovereignty, that doesn't mean we don't have anything to offer. We've got the hope that this life will not have, this death will not have the final word, that life is there. So I encourage pastors to say that to their people, that the hope we have is in a resurrected Savior, a, a, a one who died for us and rose again and sits on the throne. And we will see him alive forever in eternity. And that's where our anchor is found. Take advantage of this opportunity and let the passion of the resurrection and of a resurrected Savior Christ come out in such a way that your people hang on to the very heart of it and the very passion of it. Amen. Praise his holy name. Amen. Well, Josh, thank you for uh, taking time to, to this short time to speak sure. with us. We're just getting started here, I feel like. So yeah, man. we're definitely going to have to have you back again and again. But uh, I know you. I've known you for a long time. And I, I appreciate I know you're a faithful expositor of Scripture. I know what's going to go on at FBC Taylor's this week, and I'm thankful for that. So uh, I will we'll be praying for you and, uh, and uh, glad you're there preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, just keep up the good work for his glory. Amen. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for his word. We're glad you joined us for Courier Conversations, where we are informing and inspiring South Carolina Baptists and beyond. For more information about these topics and more, subscribe to our e-edition or go to our website at baptistcourier.com. 
The Courier is located in Greenville, South Carolina, as a multimedia ministry partner of the South Carolina Baptist Convention. To comment about today's podcast, email us at conversations at baptistcourier.com. This podcast produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions.